0: Song on, on SAFM. Welcome back 2110, hopefully we will get a call from you please anonymous, um, just chat to Lesejo out there, we're not going to get into too much detail but we just do want those voices coming through. Ilana, for now, good evening, thank you so much for being back.
1: Good evening, it's fantastic speaking to you again.
0: Excellent. Now, let's talk about those persons. I mean, for instance, I'll just read you this message again coming from Anonymous in Durban because I think you can relate in many respects, particularly from your activist ways. You might offer some perspectives that I possibly couldn't. She says, or he says, Good evening, Songezo. I want to talk about the inequalities and the disabled. My 31-year-old disabled child can't get a job and can't get into colleges because they are stairs. He gets a disability grant. How can that cover all these costs? It's not even enough to pay half of the caregiver's basic salary. I don't understand how the government can pay the same for old age and disability grants. This perspective represents one of millions of perspectives in this country and of experiences and, of course, resulted in a frustration that really cannot be explained by somebody unless they're wearing the shoe oneself.
1: Exactly. And to um, that listener who wrote you the message i feel their pain i feel their frustration and i think my advice would be to just keep knocking on those doors keep writing to the people who are in charge who can change it who have got the power to help your son eventually Somebody will um, acknowledge you, someone will listen. If you keep on writing, keep on explaining, and it's difficult, Sanjeeza, you know, if, you, if you're raising a typically developing child, you've got challenges, but raising a child with a disability or raising a child with autism is profoundly challenging. As a, as a parent, um, my advice is just to never give up. Write those letters, make the phone calls, eventually they will listen.
0: Specifically to you, because you know what you're talking about, certainly insofar as it relates to your home. You're raising two children with particular challenges. One of them is autistic. Let's just have a refresher of the last conversation that we had because one got the sense your story was picking up a bit of steam only for us to say goodbye, and we had had one or two callers coming through sharing their perspectives. Let's have a conversation with now the mother in you and the family setup that you have.
1: Yes, I have three boys. My oldest is 18. He is what I call profoundly autistic. He struggles to speak vocally. So can you imagine something like that? A child, an individual, a human being who can't express their wants and needs, how they're feeling, where they want to go, what they would like to eat. That was my son at two and three and five years old. Autism is a spectrum. On the one hand of the spectrum, you can get a child who can't speak at all. And on the other end of the spectrum, you can get a child who can vocalize, but that's the child who's getting kicked out of school. They're struggling to make friends. They're not holding down their job. So they are functional to a certain extent, but they have eccentricities and they're dysfunctional in certain social relationships, which often prevents them being successful. In in a relationship as a husband or a wife or even at a job so autism is that spectrum now mom I have three boys the oldest 18 was diagnosed at a very young age and when you receive that diagnosis and that word autism rings through your ears the fear that overtakes you as a parent is just indescribable and that's why I'm so happy to be speaking to you today So that we can shine a light on autism and we can let families know who raising children with autism or disabilities what are the treatments what can they do where can they go for help because autism actually came knocking on my door a second time when i had my third son i have three children my third son recovered from autism we can talk more about that so i actually only have one son Who's battling autism on let's a talk daily basis. about that
0: right now let's talk about the recovery because i I hadn't understood that one could recover from autism so perhaps let's talk about the treatment of autism and how your third son was able to beat it which is a wonderful story indeed
1: it really is a miracle story he is uh, one of thousands of children who have recovered from autism autism being recoverable that dates to 1987. Dr. Lovas, if your listeners would like to research, created a, uh, a teaching methodology called Applied Behavior Analysis, ABA. ABA is a very specific teaching methodology. Its roots are in the principles of psychology, and it uses what the child loves to teach them those skills that they're missing. In America, endorsed by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the U.S. Surgeon General, covered in 52 states under medical insurance. Not recognized in South Africa, not covered under medical aid. Although my organization has been established for 11 years, we provide ABA programs to children on the spectrum. And if parents are thinking, okay, but I can't access that ABA service, you can because no matter what your specific circumstances may be, there's always a plan that can be made. We In in many communities, we train young students to work with the children and we design individualized education plans for each child because, Sanjeza, we want the kids to learn to speak. We want them to learn to function, to become independent and functional members of society. And no no matter what the diagnosis or the disability, no parent need ever give up on their hopes and dreams for their child.
0: There's an organization here in the country ought to know. I, I, I wonder how aligned your work is with them. Specifically here's here's what got me thinking. The fact that medical aids do not cover autism as I mean, I think it surely could and should qualify as a chronic illness like other chronic illnesses, because it's not as if the person chose to have it. And and it is as involved taxing materially, emotionally And especially in the pocket, what would be the overriding reason that justifies the status quo that medical aid still would not support patients or parents of children who have autism?
1: I think it's red tape, a lot of red tape. Um, they, They really need, we need government to pass legislation to entrench the system that I'm talking to about, the methodology, applied behavior analysis but I never answered your question because you asked me about recovery. Just to quickly go back there, my youngest did recover from autism and recovery from autism means that you have been to an educational psychologist or a doctor who can diagnose autism. You have scored average to above average on your IQ. You are in a mainstream school with no school support and you no longer display the criteria for autism. My youngest son, did recover it took four years of seven hours a day of applied behavior analysis it's a very specific teaching methodology it requires a lot of hours a day of one-on-one instruction that's recovery why has it not been covered by medical aid that's a very good question i would love to know the answer as i said a lot of red tape in america How did the parents get it uh, passed through medical insurance? They would lobby the state um, um, legislature and they would demand that ABA be covered and that the state legislature pass legislation to cover ABA. Not so easy in this country.
0: Let's talk more to society at large. I mean, I don't take away the personal experience to it all. Are South African institutions, public facilities, as well as private facilities, but where public generally engage, are they fit for purpose? Fit for purpose not so much to cater for every need, but to communicate the message that there are people with different requirements, different needs, and such that these spaces ought to reflect such diversity of need. As now a parent who's as affected by autism as you have well one and a half I say one and a half because there has been a recovery but I mean anonymous for instance has a, a, a lament that public spaces are not fit for purpose I mean how, how do I send my child to college when there are stairs something as I, practical as that
1: Yes uh, look I think that a lot of work has been done in the area of disability they, they, they has been there has been progress. We're not nowhere, there there has been progress. However, we've still got a long way to go. Let me uh, speak from personal experience. Mm -hmm. My oldest son with autism, he wanted to go to an amusement park when he was 11 and 12 years old. I was actually told that he can't come on the rides because the specific amusement parks insurance in our country didn't cover children with disabilities. That was very, very shocking to me. At the time, I really thought it was unconstitutional. Um, and it Sounds and like it. it. It was very, very... I, I tried to write letters, but um, I, I re, I, in, in America, I don't think that amusement park would have gotten away with that. I'm not sure what's happened since, but I was told your son... I actually asked, can he get a discounted rate because he needs to come with a caregiver. Can the caregiver get a discounted rate? Because he loves to go on the roller coasters and I'd need to send somebody with. Could they get a discounted rate because of his disability? I was told, not only can't you get a discounted rate, but you can't actually come because should something happen on a ride, he wouldn't be able to evacuate. Our insurance doesn't cover it. And this was very surprising to me. Um, I do think... There is a lot of work we need to do so that the the, the person who wrote to you um, from Natal, I think it was, about his son in the wheelchair. Now, um, you know, in America, how it works is in many states, if your child has a disability, they actually get an agent who's responsible for that child. And that agent will actually help secure that individual, that young adult, a job in the community, whether it's packing groceries at the grocery store or whether it's being a model for the clothes at a supermarket. But they actually have, can you believe that, agents where you as a parent of an individual with a disability, Mm. you can come to that agent, enroll their services, and they will help that individual secure a job. Now, that's something that really isn't uh, available in South Africa. But I think from a financial point of view, raising, typically developing children, yes, we have challenges. But now, every day, you're trying to put food on the table. You're trying to pay for transport, yeah. school books, school uniform. You're trying to work. It gets and expensive. Now you, throw, you throw autism into that mix? It's not possible. I don't know how the parents do it. We need more help. That's why we're talking about this today.
0: This clearly does speak to the fact that even at a social level, South Africa does need, and I mean this is something which is not new, wouldn't be new to me nor to you, and many of the listeners know South Africa needs more interventions at a social level, more social workers, because it is this sort of information that might better the development or rollout of policy or refining policy because it doesn't necessarily meet the 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 reality on the ground when when we look outside the home itself and look at more systemic how then do we use okay we we are short on social workers but let's assume for a moment there are enough social workers and all the ip that you have becomes a known thing in other words It's acceptable as truth. How would we then make the migration from this reality to a more dignified reality, not just of the person who is living with a particular disability, but for those who lend the support, the homes and the communities?
1: Education, education, education. We need to be educating what is the diagnosis Early intervention and diagnosis is key. What are the red flags? We can pick them up in a young developing child by the age of one, 18 months. You can see the red flags to autism. The sooner that child can get help, the better. We need education around what is the diagnosis? What does it mean? Because it's not really a psychiatric disorder, it is a digestive disorder, it is a metabolic disorder. It is an autoimmune. The child needs proper nutrition. We need to remove food allergies, support nutrition to correct nutritional deficiencies. There's so much intervention and support that's needed. The education around, well, the child's autistic. They're not speaking. What does that really mean? How can I help my child? But for the listeners listening today, there is so much help. And I think so many parents feel so desperate and so alone and so misunderstood if they go into the community. So, Jezo, can you imagine going to take your your child who's 10, who can't speak to church? Why do people worry? What are they going to think of my child? The answer really is education. And why do we need to educate? Why about this? April is World Autism Awareness Month. In America, every one in 54 children are receiving the diagnosis. In South Africa, we don't have a board taking accurate statistics, but we know that the numbers are very similar. This has really become a global crisis. And I think parents who are raising these children, what, what must I do with this child? The parents are struggling to go to work because we don't have schools accommodating their educational needs. There's so many issues.
0: Talking about schools, talking about education, I went to a school where there was what we referred to as a special class. They were mocked to hell and high water because of that. And that spoke to really the education system, the education and the conscientization as to precisely what it was that was the special class. Would it help then if certain institutions were dedicated to to such persons with such challenges, institutions from primary school to high school, even your vocational and training colleges and related facilities, and workspaces where they could be absorbed among themselves. And please get me right, I'm not suggesting they should be made a different society, but rather made a society among themselves, whereby you can facilitate a better integration into society because the status quo where they are just in society, the opposite is actually true as an experience, certainly.
1: You see, what's so interesting is for these individuals to learn to function to their optimum, they actually need society, typical society, because they need to model from typical society society. What I really honestly see as a solution is more inclusive education. And inclusive, inclusive education becoming the norm rather than the exception. Mm-hmm. So rather than more special needs schools where you are placing these children in a classroom, 20 kids, all on the spectrum, you see, they don't learn their best when they actually group together. They learn at their best when they integrate it into a typical setting so that they can model from children who can speak fluently or they can model from typical behavior. That's how they learn skills. One child with a difference is not really going to learn much from another child who's got a, a disability I or see, a language delay. Yeah. So, so we, and you know, inclusive education, again, it's a constitutional right in terms mm-hmm. of education. White Paper 6. And we don't practice that um, very, very fluently in South Africa across the schools. Also, we need to educate our children that there are children with a difference. But if they have exposure to disability, to a child in a wheelchair who needs a ramp, if everyone around me just walks, okay, talks, okay, and I'm not exposed to someone in a wheelchair, someone who can't speak, I don't really know that that exists. I don't really know...
0: How to behave around them. Yeah, the question of behaving around such persons with specific needs is one that I suppose would be taken care of by education. Now that we are where we are and we're talking about Freedom Day being tomorrow, clearly there's a case that can be made for persons living with disabilities that they're not getting the kind of purchase that is in many respects a constitutional promise. You've lamented two three times that word could have been triggered in one of your experiences or in some of your experiences. What would you implore then the powers that be for the purposes of just engaging the question of persons with disabilities And new in the context of ensuring the lived experience is consistent with a Freedom Day, the right to dignity.
1: We need access to services. We need access to specialized educational services that can provide the infrastructure to help these children and individuals integrate into the school system. We need services. So that these individuals can be given the opportunity to apply for jobs and to be considered for certain jobs we, we need we need to move forward from where we were because we, we, we have been somewhere you know the, uh, the disabled in our country are not totally disregarded. we just need to keep on moving forward and with autism. I think that specifically has been so misunderstood. It's seen as a psychiatric condition. It is not a psychiatric condition. A lot of children are placed on psychiatric medication as a first-line treatment. Talking about that on your show today, we want to see um, doctors uncovering the underlying causes. We know what they are. We know there's a gut-brain connection. That now is undeniable so many published papers in support of the child with autism, having food allergies, having gut flora dysbiosis, not being well, and we need to restore health. So for a child with autism, we we want we, we need medical doctors to come on board mm. to understand how to help these children and and to start treating them because we see so much suffering.
0: Yeah, and one person suffering is one person too many. Thank you so much for your voice. Thanks for your experience and thanks for your guidance. We do appreciate that, Ms. Ilana Gershlovitz, author and activist.
1: Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to speak to you tonight. Thank you for shining a light on autism and for giving parents, raising children with autism or a disability a voice on your show tonight. It's really been wonderful. Thank you.
0: I couldn't have said it better. Thanks so much, Ilana. 2132, folks. Good night. Freedom Day tomorrow. Be responsible in all that you do.